Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oklahoma Senator James Lankford joins us live. Senator, thanks for being back with us. You bet. Good to be back with you, by the way. They didn't lean on the switch in the Altus area. If you're in southwest Oklahoma, it was 107 degrees for Mother's Day. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that... That's a warm Mother's Day. I'm seeing some really hot temperatures down in some of those areas. Magnum right now at 105. Alta still at 106. So they, they kind of did a repeat today. Um, and speaking of weather, you did a little cleanup last week. I see you were down in the Seminole area. Those poor folks, they got hit twice in just a matter of about three days. Much worse that second time, Wednesday night. Tell me about your experience um, being down in Seminole, speaking with folks. And actually, uh, as I understand it, you were doing a little cleanup yourself. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't like going just to watch and shake hands with everybody and walk away. We we when we get a chance to get down there to those spots, I need to check in with the command center, see what they need, be able to do uh, interact with some of the FEMA folks and interact with some of the law enforcement and find out if there's any gap there. Then we took time off to be able to just block off the rest of the afternoon and just be able to clear debris and to be able to work. There was a chainsaw crew there, a crew there actually from Baptist Men, uh, that they bring chainsaws in and start getting trees off people's houses and clearing out the roads and we work with them for several hours to be able to work on that but it's tough Seminole not only had the storm on Monday but they actually had two tornadoes on the same path on the same day on Wednesday Uh, so it was a pretty remarkable hit for them there in Seminole County. It reminds me of 2019, you and I standing at Keystone Dam with that horrific flooding that was happening downstream from there. And then later on, that same week or so, we were uh, with the vice president out in uh, the town and country neighborhood. Did you see anything this last week that reminded you of of that time? Or did you think that was still definitely worse back then? Oh, that was definitely worse back then. I mean, what, what, what happened all through the town and country neighborhood? What the flooding that came through Muskogee, that was a whole different level than what we saw. I mean, there was a lot of devastation in Seminole. Uh, there were 300 houses that were damaged uh, in Seminole, and that's a pretty big hit for that town. Uh, lots of businesses. The downtown district still has lots of businesses that are down right now, so damaged they can't reopen. Uh, so it, it, it's a pretty big hit for Seminole, but that 2019 flooding that came through, it, it's definitely not comparable to that. Senator James Lankford live on the KRMG Evening News. Let's jump into some of the news topics of the last couple of weeks. Number one, that, uh, that leaked report, uh, that document from the Supreme Court. Number one, before we get to the, the issue at hand, let's talk about the leak itself, because it's been uh, described as a, a major breach of trust. What are your thoughts on these kind of things coming out like that? Yeah, actually, the chief justice called it a, a betrayal. Uh, this has never happened in the history of the Supreme Court that a draft document has been re- released out. So just think about all the hot political topics that the Supreme Court has dealt with over the centuries now. They've never had a leak like this come out. And uh, the Supreme Court, um, the chief justice of the Supreme Court came out and said, no, this draft is authentic. Uh, this really did happen. It is an authentic draft. It's not the final version. So we don't know. There are a lot we do know just from after the fact type conversations that happen that there are times that justices make a decision and then later they change their mind because they're having this frequent debate back and forth on what the law is. 
the Supreme Court is supposed to be a place where there's not politics. Politics uh, happens in state legislatures, in our federal legislature. It happens in conversation. The Supreme Court is supposed to be very straightforward, not influenced by public opinion. doesn't matter what public opinion is. What does the law say? That's what we ask the court to do. And so what it seems very apparent here is someone on one direction or the other is trying to influence the court uh, to go with public opinion either direction on this, not just what the law says. So I've been very clear on this. I don't know what the final opinion is going to be. It could have been that a justice changed their mind. But we can't have uh, politics in the court. We've got to have just a focus on what does the law say. That's all that I ask justices when I meet with them when we go through the nomination and the confirmation process. How committed are you to the law in spite of public opinion? Did Roe v. Wade come up when you talked to um, our new Supreme Court justice just before her confirmation? You know, we didn't talk about it. What's interesting is um, they, they can't ever tell you how they're going to rule on one way or the other, because if they tell you how they're going to decide, then they have to recuse themselves later from that case when it comes up because they pre-decided it. Uh, so we, we actually can't get into that. We get into larger philosophical conversations. For instance, we talked a lot about Indian law because no one brought that up with Judge Jackson. In, in the 20 hours of hearings, no one even discussed Indian law. That's obviously very significant for us. We talked a lot of, a lot of things about the role of the court and uh, about what's called the delegation doctrine, uh, which those in the legal circles will know very well. But we couldn't get into, you know, how are you going to decide on one case or another? All right, let's uh, move on from Ovi Wade. I would love to spend a lot more time on that, but we are short here on the KRMG Evening News. So let's talk about the uh, China bill. The Senate looking right now at the uh, U.S. Innovation and Competition Act. Is this the same thing? As I understand this, you're you're for this, and I think this is the same thing that the president was talking about in Ohio last week. Are you uh, on the same side as the president with this particular bill? Uh, I, I don't know yet because this, this is one I did not support when it was coming through the conference because it is so heavy and all the giveaways into it. And uh, before we move on on the Roe v. Wade conversation, let me make it really clear. I don't support the leak, but if the, the draft that came out is accurate and they end up holding to that, that'll be a good day for a lot of children for a long time in America because that will actually stand up for a lot of kids. Uh, that, that will matter long term. But on the, this China piece, no one knows what to call it anymore. It's gone through so many different changes. Uh, the, the, the biggest change on it uh, that's happening right now is what's going to happen with the tax policy. There's a section on it that the House added on Iran. And uh, while we've got to confront some of the issues with China right now and the way they're stealing our technology and everything else, the Iran piece, when they brought it up, right now the Biden administration is using China and Russia to negotiate on our behalf with Iran, which I find bizarre right now that China and Russia and all that's going on with both of them, they're the ones that are our designees to negotiate with Iran. But uh, the Biden administration seems pretty set that they want to do a nuclear deal with Iran. Iran has said, if you do a nuclear deal with us, you've got to drop sanctions to the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, which they're the prime movers of terrorism through that whole reason, uh, region. So I, I brought a vote to the floor and won it, uh, that several Democrats even joined me in it, uh, to be able to press back on this administration and say, don't give up dropping terror sanctions on a terror organization just because they want a deal doesn't mean it should be a bad deal and uh, we're going to continue to be able to push back on iran having access to nuclear weapons we we know what it's like right now with uh, russia that we treat russia and north korea differently because they're a nuclear power if iran ever becomes a nuclear power that will destabilize the entire region because they're the largest state sponsor of terrorism in the world 
Senator, normally right now I would uh, go check the forecast. I'll save us the time. It's hot and muggy uh, so that we can keep chatting for a little bit. Um, I know you've just released volume six of the federal fumbles and people in our audience love to, uh, to see the truth. And I know that's kind of the reason you do this. You want to highlight waste and inefficiency in the federal government. Where can people see that? And can you give us uh, one or two highlights? Yeah, we, we highlight those issues on uh, how bad our debt really is. We're at $30 trillion in total debt. And what I told members of the Senate last week is it, it, in a family, when they get serious about their debt, they start knocking off things to say, I'd like to do this, but I can't afford it. And so they don't get it. I don't see that in the Senate right now. In fact, I brought up some of the earmarks and things that were actually in the big omnibus bill that I didn't vote on to say if we were serious about dealing with this $30 trillion in debt, we wouldn't have paid for a ski jump renovation in New Hampshire. It wouldn't have paid for a new swimming pool renovation in uh, Rhode Island. And we wouldn't have done uh, new bike trails in state parks in Vermont. I don't mind ski jumps and bike trails and all that. that that's fine if those states want to do that in their state park. But that's not a federal responsibility to be able to do. There shouldn't be federal dollars paying for that. Now, I also don't want to get on a ski jump. Don't get me wrong. I, I, it's a crazy thing to do. But I don't want to get on a ski jump, but I also don't think federal dollars should pay for it. And so we're, we're exposing all these different areas, including the $2 billion, billion with a B, $2 billion that President Biden paid the federal contractors not to build the border wall. Because when President Biden came into office, the contracts had already been let out to be able to build the border wall. And Biden just told them not to build it, but they still got paid for it anyway. So we spent $2 billion in federal tax dollars not building a border wall because Biden didn't want the border wall. I just find this an enormous waste and a real loss for our national security. Senator James Lankford, live on the KRMG Evening News. Senator, thank you for your time. You bet. Hey, if, if folks want to be able to read that report, then go to langford.senate.gov. It's our official site, langford.senate.gov, and they can download the report for free and get a chance to be able to go through it. And it's just a painful, painful truth. Senator James Lankford. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh, oh. All right.